Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a bi demisexual girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, Aphrodisiacs. Sounds fake, but okay. Welcome back to the pod. Hello. Hi. Welcome back to this, where you Hi. have come to listen for some reason. Mm-hmm. Is everyone good? Uh, yeah. How are you? How are you? Are you asking me? Are you asking them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a space for everyone to answer. Oh, sorry. That w- Wow, great. Or, oh, that's too bad. I'm so sorry to hear that. Or, "Mm, I understand. Mm -hmm. Do we have housekeeping? (laughs) Buy our book. Buy our book. Uh, We're going on break in December. Mm -hmm. But we'll be here for a couple weeks yet. So don't miss us too soon. Mm -hmm. And I think that's all the news that I can think of. Great. Also, Kayla has a new P.O. box, in case you missed it. I did. I checked it today because I was passing the post office and there was nothing in it. Can you believe? Wow. Unbelievable. It actually was. There was there was mail from the post office in there. Yeah, sometimes the post office leaves mail. And sometimes yeah, well, they just leave pass- pieces of paper. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Because <laughs> they don't need to put stamps on shit. It's from them. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little anyway. surprise. <laughs> um, Great. Kayla, what are we talking about this week? This week, we are talking about aphrodisiacs. That's true. I I think the reason I thought of this topic was that today I was in a CVS, mm-hmm. and I was in the aisle where they have, like, like the lube and the condoms. And the one the where they're toys. like, this is the personal care aisle. Yeah, it's the they sex aisle. They have sex toys at CVS? I saw some. Wow. Remember how we read about them being at Walmart? <laughs> yeah. But Walmart makes more sense to me than CVS. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, <sighs> and while I was in that aisle, they had the, like, fucking libido supplement medicine Ugh. or whatever. And I was just like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? And it for some reason, it just made me think of aphrodisiacs. Um. Yeah, well, and we had that Reddit post last week that was like his, his musk. His, yeah, I guess his, those are kind of similar. Yeah, that's what I thought of when you said it. So. But like, I've never looked at the science or the history behind it. I've just heard like, if you've never heard of an aphrodisiac before, it's like allegedly food like chocolate or oysters is supposed to like heighten your sex drive. Does it have to be food? I thought it could be like a smell. I, d- I always thought it was a food. Well, we've, we have this crazy thing at our disposal. So, well, so I found a BBC article that I thought we could go through. It's any food or drug that arouses the sexual instinct, induces venereal desire, and increases pleasure in performance. So it... I don't care for that word. I... Th- ven... Ven... Vene- ven... No, there is no aerial. It's just venereal... Vi- whatever. I don't like it. 
I think it could be a scent. I think okay. it could be natural aphrodisiacs like cannabis or cocaine. Now, cannabis? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, cannabis can make a bitch horny. My understanding of the weed, I say, as a person who has never, done, never the done it. <laughs> also, a person who doesn't do the sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, but doesn't it make you like super chill? And wouldn't that make you not want to be like, yeah, let's have some wild sex right now? Because that involves energy. Uh, well, there's t- different strains of weed. Some yeah, are I guess like there's different sleepy kinds. weed, and some is like awake weed. Awake weed. I I wouldn't say it like makes you awake. It's just like not sleepy. It doesn't, like, mm. make you more awake than you are, but it's, like, it doesn't make you tired. Mm, okay. What I would say is that, like, alcohol usually, like, dulls um, your senses, like, especially the sense of touch. Mm-hmm. Like, you just, you know, you, like, my, some people say, like, the tip of your nose goes numb or, like, you can't, like, feel your extremities as much. Weed is, like, the opposite. It, like, heightens your senses. And also sometimes it just makes people horny. Yeah, well, I'm looking at Healthline.com right now. And Healthline okay. says that it has lists of, like, well-known aphrodisiac foods, but that are not really backed by science. And one of them is alcohol. And they said it may act as an aphrodisiac by helping both men and women relax and get in the mood. However, a high alcohol intake, intake can increase arousal. No wrong a high alcohol intake can reduce arousal and sexual function so moderation is key that's that's very true i feel like a lot of times when you're super drunk you can have sex but it might not be to like completion because yeah i've i've heard of dudes who when they're really drunk they can't get it up yeah that sounds about right sucks to be you bro you shouldn't have drunk so much. Idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. There's just another on this list of things that are unconfirmed. Um, Epimedium. And I was like, what is this? Also known as horny goat weed. (laughs) Okay. It's popular in traditional Chinese medicine for treating ailments like erectile dysfunction. Cell and animal studies provide some early support for this use, but human studies are needed horny goat weed it probably is a weed that makes goats horny that's probably where it got the name because <laughs> they said it's it in animal studies it proves that they, that could be true but it doesn't have the human studies so the goats got horny i don't like that would you like some knowledge from the bbc please so it looks like this this article does both the the science and some history which is Fun. This is an article from the BBC. It's by Jessica Brown. Thanks, Jessica. Thanks, Jessica. Well, do aphrodisiacs really work? Who's to say? Historically, aphrodisiacs have included. So it starts by talking about how, like, chocolate, strawberries, oysters are like the like the popular ones to talk about. But historically, aphrodisiacs have included even quirkier edibles, including the toxic Spanish fly, ground uh- rhinoceros, and rare plant extracts. Rhinoceros. Uh, apparently, during the research for her book Intercourses, co-author Martha Hopkins found that almost every food has been considered an aphrodisiac at some time. Good. Uh, 
She says, historically, foods considered to be aphrodisiacs were hard to find, rare or expensive, like truffles, foie, foie gras. Foie, what about Healthline says pistachios. Caviar or... Are pistachios hard okay. to find? So things... Okay, stop. I'm reading. <laughs> things are either things that it's either rare or hard to find, like a truffle or a caviar, or things that are shaped like a sex organ, like asparagus <laughs> or artichokes or even animal testicles. So people are just like, uh, looks like a dick. Oh, man. Uh, in the 17th century, everything from pigeons to almonds to parsnips were considered aphrodisiacs. Pigeons? Uh, yeah. Because they were associated I really get hot with, when I think about Think of pigeons? Eating a pigeon. <laughs> yeah, yumby. Uh, apparently they were associated with reproduction and fertility. Probably because um, they're everywhere. Okay, here's some science for you. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. So this this is a part of the article called Sexy Snacks. Uh, for those who have problems with their circulation, like your blood, it's tr- it is true that certain foods can help in a similar way to Viagra by relaxing blood vessels and improving blood flow to the, veg- the vegetables. <laughs> I meant the genitals. <laughs> Please. The asparagus, you know. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> God, it's getting, maybe they're right. Asparagus. Maybe they're right. Uh, the amino acid L-arginine found in foods such as pumpkins, walnuts, and beef is converted into nitric oxide in the body, which increases blood flow. And so that do seems- foods with omega-3 fatty acids, including salmon and avocado. That seems to be the case with pistachio nuts here on Healthline. Now, mm. let me just let me just tell you, the first sentence of this section says, people have been eating pistachio nuts since 6,000 6, BC. How do you oh. know? Yeah, you, wait. No one ate a pistachio before then? Did they not exist before then? How do we, That's you, weird. You can't know exactly Did someone when the pistachio down, evolved. Someone wrote down, ate a pistachio today. <laughs> this is new. This is new. New. Pistachio. <laughs> anyway, um, but it says uh, blah, 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 blah. They may also help reduce symptoms of erectile dysfunction. In one small study, males who consumed 3.5 ounces or 100 grams of pistachio nuts per day for three weeks experienced increased blood flow to the penis and firmer erections. Hmm. Experts have suggested that these effects may be due to the ability of pistachios to improve blood cholesterol and simulate better blood flow throughout the body. However, this study did not use a placebo group, which makes it difficult to interpret the results. More studies are needed before strong conclusions can be made. That seems true. The article said, though, that, like, if you don't have a blood flow issue, then obviously these foods, like, like, scientifically, yes, these foods are good for your blood flow, I guess. But, like, if you don't have bad blood flow issues, in the first place. It's not like it's going to make your blood flow extra. Yeah. Um, <laughs> blood flow extra. Let's see. The article says, but when most of us think, most of us think of aphrodisiacs, though, we think about sexual, we don't think about sexual function. We think about desire, which is true. I don't even know if I had heard before that aphrodisiacs were supposed to make you better at sex. I'd always heard that it just like makes you horny. Yeah. I don't know who was saying that. Uh, Studies have shown that cocoa can increase blood flow in parts of our bodies beyond our torso, but when its direct relationship with sexual desire was studied, there was no evidence to support that it's an aphrodisiac. 
uh, there's in fact no evidence that any one food heightens sexual arousal or desire. Uh, but there's one exception, exception, which is alcohol. There is a small number of studies that show that alcohol is linked to arousal, but it, like you said, can also impede sexual performance. Yeah. I'm now looking at this list of, again, things that people say are aphrodisiacs, but there's not really necessarily support for it. Uh, chocolate studies provide little to no evidence. Oysters. Now get this. Well, one study reports that they may have some libido-boosting effects in rats. Okay. Those so, horny bastards. <laughs> you've heard of horny goat weed. Now, horny ratfish. <laughs> Mm, yum. Um, but it, there are no studies that exist supporting the libido enhancing properties of oysters and humans. And then this one, which is called chaste berry. Studies suggest this fruit may influence hormone levels and reduce premenstrual syndrome symptoms in women. However, there's no evidence that it offers any libido boosting benefits. Who called it chaste berry? Mm. Like, like chaste, like C H A S T E. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who did that? And then it says honey, allegedly been used for centuries to bring romance into marriages. One variety called mad honey is even marketed as a sexual stimulant, yet no studies support this, and it may contain dangerous toxins. Um, then we have horny goat weed. Um, and then we have hot chilies. According to the popular belief, capsaicin, caps, whatever, the compound that gives hot chilies their spiciness stimulates nerve endings on the tum- tongue, causing the release of sex drive boosting chemicals. However, no studies support this re- re- belief. Alcohol. We already did that. Oh, sorry, I'm talking so fast. I I can't. It was really fast. Today. I my I've all day every time I've spoken I've been about three times too fast. I love that for you. Thank you. Uh, part of this article is talking about like different diets, like the Mediterranean diet, or mm-hmm. things like that, or like holistic health and its effect on sexual function. And it's talking. This lady is saying. What we do know is that for people who exercise, have a healthy diet, and lower stress, all these elements work together and they have better sex lives. Which, like, yeah, yeah, I guess, like, if you're happier, you're probably having better sex. And, like, if your blood flow good because you eat good blood food, then, like, your penis work better. (laughs) Sure. I don't know. Science. I'm now on WebMD. It's talking about different herbs. Um... First of all, it says ginseng. Some say it's an aphrodisiac because it actually looks like the human body. <laughs> that um, makes that makes no sense. Also, wait, you know what word? food is that? Ginseng. What's how do you spell that? G I N S E N G. It does look like a human body. Um, or it wait, can spell it again. I think I just stumbled across G-I-N- an anime wolf. G I N S E N G. F E N G. Spell. I there is no vegetables showing up. G I N S as in Sarah. S E N. I found it. G. First, I found an anime wolf. This looks nothing. Okay, no, I actually have seen. Okay, none of the pictures it I'm can. seeing look like a human, but I have but seen it, it one. It can of these. look like a human. Yes, I um, have seen. Apparently, one that looks the like word ginseng means man root. That's funny. 
Anyway, then we have yohimbe, which is an herb found in Africa and India that for centuries has been thought to possess aphrodisiac qualities. It works by stimulating nerve centers in the spine, thereby improving the capacity for erection without increasing sexual excitement. These days, some call it the herbal Viagra. Unfortunately, there are side effects to taking this herb, which include anxiety, weakness, overstimulation, oh, oh. paralysis, and hallucinations. Sounds like a large price to pay for the possibility of better sex, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. Bruh. I'm trying to look up the history of aphrodisiacs because, like, I'm very, like, obviously not scientifically backed. Like, the last part of this BBC article is talking about, like, yeah, of course foods don't, like, automatically made you horny. If we ate any food that had a defect that strong, we wouldn't be eating it all the time. That's weird. Yeah. How about this? Uh, Spanish fly. Yeah, tell me. No discussion of aphrodisiacs would be complete without mention of Spanish fly, the most legendary of the love drugs, but also the most dangerous. Spanish fly, or cantharides, is extracted from dried beetle dung. Reported sexual excitement after taking Spanish fly stems from its ability to irritate the urogenital tract, causing a rush of blood to the genital area, and that's not the downside. Spanish fly is a poison that burns the mouth and throat and can cause urinary infections, scarring of the urethra, and in some rare cases, death. <laughs> um, mm. I will say I slowed down too much on that one. <laughs> I didn't like that. To irritate the ur... So, it fucks up your pee and sexy tract. And so then your body's like, oh no, I gotta send some blood to help. And people are like, yeah, sexy. <laughs> I... Mm. So many questions. Not a long article about history. A lot going on here. There are references to aphrodisiacs in... Ancient Egypt, Greece and Rome, pre-modern China, India and the Middle East, uh, mm. and several in Africa and South America. Now, this, 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 this article says aphrodisiacs may well be the one thing that crosses all barriers, race, culture, ethnicity, age, making it unanimous. We all want to have better sex. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Some of us don't want to have any. <laughs> oh, Cosmopolitan. Now, this is exciting. Not a gal- Don't make me click through photos. I'll kill myself. I hate those. Listen. Okay, but this one's funny. Okay. So, Cosmopolitan, they've done some good articles on asexuality. We've been interviewed for some of them. Um, in, in general, they tend to be good with aspec issues, but it's also Cosmopolitan. <laughs> what year is this article from? 2021. Damn, that's tough. I was hoping it was old. <laughs> the first one is arugula. I've never heard that before. <laughs> I thought you meant you've never heard of arugula. <laughs> I've never heard of arugula before. And I was like, bestie, that is my sister's cat's name. <laughs> I know that. Um, 
It's one of the oldest aphrodisiacs around, and the dark, leafy greens are vital to sexual health, according to a study at Al Nahrain University. In addition to boosting male fertility, arugula can help block out environmental contaminants that wreak havoc on our libidos. That does not sound real. Olive oil. <laughs> Just imagine dipping some fresh bread or pita into quality olive oil is enough to turn me on, but there are actual reasons why the oil is so damn sexy. Olive oil is rich in antioxidants, which keeps the skin smooth and the body running. But additionally, the oil itself has been used for sensual massages since ancient Egyptian times. Okay, that's not an aphrodisiac. That's not what an aphrodisiac is. No. It's just saying that you are, so that is being like, oh, you associate it with sex. Cinnamon. It's supposed to I have some very juicy history for you. Yeah. Pope Gregory, I think the fourth. I'm not great at Roman numerals. Ivy? IX. The ninth. Ninth, sorry. Decreed <laughs> in the 13th century uh, that there was a new crime of sorcery by witches mm. uh, that they would uh, cause impotence in men and that devil, the devil in, in witches... Uh, would inflict impotence and infertility via magic spells to thwart a married couple's procreative attempts. And so they started being like, do aphrodisiacs to fix it. The Pope was okay. like, eat oysters. The Pope was like, God says sex. Wow, there's a lot of stuff about witches in here. Cosmo says basil, truffles, ginger, which is ginseng same same idea this is so funny what they're just throughout history there are men who are are struck with impotence because it happens with the penis and they just blame witches (laughs) they're just like my dick won't work a witch must have done it oh man that's so funny um, sweet potato maca, which I don't know what this is, but this is not the first time I've seen this. It's a plant which has roots rich in magnesium and fiber, which are good for improving stamina and well-being. Oh, it's an Incan root. It's Peru's natural Viagra. Pumpkin. It has potassium which and fiber, which is both good for stamina. You know what else is good for stamina? Fucking protein. What? Yeah. <laughs> As well as magnesium, which can help calm nerves and muscles. You tell me someone's eating a whole pumpkin pie and they're like, let me fuck now? <sighs> no. I'm good Good night. I'm going to bed. Why are you spe- specifying champagne? I don't think champagne that's Champagne is true. nasty. Yeah, Why are you sometimes. specifying champagne? Yeah. Literally, literally all the description here is just like about alcohol, not about champagne. Celery? No. No, 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 no. I did see a lot about, like, red wine specifically, too, which I feel like mm. every other day a new study about red wine comes it's up. supposed to be, like, Like, they can't decide if it's good for you or if it's bad for you or if you should have a glass a day or not. They can't decide. Oh, my God. Celery. McGuff says that celery contains small amounts of andro- andro- androstenone which is a pheromone that some people find attractive in men. No word on how much celery you'd have to eat to start sweating a love potion, but hey, if you have the time. I'm really anti-celery. Celery does not have a smell. It does. It's not strong. Mm. You have to get close to it. 
I guess it does a little, but like strong enough to sweat it out. Like it's not, what's the one that does smell? Asparagus. Asparagus. I was- Stinky. Yeah, I have a, I have a moral opposition to celery. Mmm. It doesn't taste like anything. And it's stringy. It is quite stringy. And, and I like it as a ranch vehicle. It takes more energy to chew a celery it does. It than does. it provides. That's true. I and it's feel not about good. I feel about celery that it is a way for me to eat ranch that is that isn't weird. I don't do sauces, dips, or dressings. You can't just eat ranch, but you can just dunk a celery, you know what I mean? Mm. garlic just eat a bunch of garlic and breathe in your partner's face yeah pine nuts Hmm. um they can increase your health which can potentially increase libido that's true of anything ginseng which is not the same as ginger which i kind of made it seem like ginger and ginseng were the same thing but in my head they're the same thing i know they're not actually but in my head they're the same thing apples an apple a day correlated that. with better sexual quality of life and people with vaginas. I, saw I, I like that phrasing, first of all. The BBC the BBC article said something about like apples and berries because they're like anti-inflammatory. I think it's another blood thing. Saffron helps increase sperm motility. Okay. What okay. is motility? I thought it said mobility. <laughs> I bet I bet it's like how fast the sperm motility. swim. It's its capability of movement. So it's... it's They swim faster. Well, swimmers. And it can decrease some of the sexual side effects from taking certain antidepressants. Interesting. So if you take an antidepressant... I doubt that very much. That decreases your sex drive, you can just down some saffron. Hot chilies? No. Figs? Ew. (laughs) Not only do figs look sexy. They don't. They look like they look vaguely vaginal in this picture. That I think you used. could make you can literally make any fruit look vaginal. You absolutely can. You're correct. Like asparagus, fresh avocado. I really don't believe the asparagus one. Asparagus smells bad. It looks bad. It tastes bad. It makes you Az- pee bad. The Aztec word for avocado is ahuacatl, which means testicle (laughs) i guess i guess Mm, that's fun you mean i guess bananas why because it looks like a dick i really think that ancient people were just like this witch cast a spell on my penis i have to fix it this one looks like a dick surely this is the one uh your least phallic, f- your least favorite phallic fruit to eat in public, <laughs> but it contains all these things that are soups important to keep your energy levels up while you bone. That's any food, chocolate, no, oysters, been there, done that, pomegranate. What are we, Persephone? I think that's correct. They can help with erectile dysfunction. Red wine, no, salmon. It helps your libido by supplying the building blocks of production for production of estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone. Pro- 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 you know the one. I think that's just any food. 
Okay, but the amount of any one food you would have to eat to actually change your hormone so levels it would fuck at you up. all? It would fuck you up. Like, no. Almonds and walnuts not only have these been a symbol of fertility and art forever. Why? Also, blah, 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 blah. That's interesting. Dr. Hoppy never heard that. adds that the aroma of almonds is purported to arouse passion. Of almonds? Isn't the smell of almonds what, like, cyanide smells like or whatever? If it's going to be either almonds or walnuts, I would say walnuts. Because, you know... I don't, I don't think I like the smell of a walnut. It's like, um... No, I'm thinking of chestnuts roasting on an open fire, yes, not walnuts. Are. Okay, but am I wrong? Isn't it almonds? What's the... What's the smell that they're like, if you smell this, there's like a gas leak or something? I don't know. Vanilla? That, Not vanilla. That, I'm just reading. <laughs> isn't that almonds? I don't know. Watermelon. There's no... No. Watermelon is just water. Coffee makes you shit. It's <laughs> great for sex. <laughs> it did not say that. <laughs> and strawberries. Whipped cream. Cherries, that's just context. Cyanide. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes cyanide smells like bitter almonds. Okay. Now it has it lists some things that are not an aphrodisiac. The first one is microwave popcorn. Sorry, this is still from the same article? <laughs> yes. I disagree. I love microwave popcorn. <laughs> but is it an aphrodisiac? Explain, Axe explains that the chemicals found in the lining of microwavable popcorn bags and nonstick pots and pans, PAFOA, have been linked to lower sperm counts. Well, I got zero of those to begin with, so it's fine. Not an aphrodisiac. That has nothing to do with libido, I don't think. Not an aphrodisiac. Dairy products. Yeah, that's, you know, I get that. I do understand that. The dairy products like milk and cheese from cow's milk and have synthetic hormones in them that negatively affect estrogen estrogen and testosterone levels. So you're telling me when I have microwave popcorn and a glass of milk. That's like literally your whole diet. Hey, I drink way less milk than I used to. But Thank God. but, But one of the times that I do drink milk is if I am eating popcorn and i drank all of my cherry coke already because i can't get it i can't open another cherry coke that's not allowed that's against the rules oh okay so or if it's like the middle of the day you can't open a cherry coke in the middle of the day middle the cherry coke is for dinner oh okay you know no we've finally reached the end of the article and i clicked on next and it sent me to an article called the best zodiac inspired sex positions for every sign no I Kinda am curious. curious. I am. Yeah. You know what? I am curious, though. Like, is it based on, like, the shape of your zodiac sign? I don't know. That would be But the first silly. one is Aries, and it shows two sapphics, and I support that. Uh-huh. All hands on deck for Taurus. Oh, thanks. Are these all sapphic? I love that for us. She was a sapphic. No, I think this one's supposed to be a man. The fuck? Gross. Why do we Get it out of here. Why do we have a man? Oh, what? Whoa. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so, 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 so sorry. This one says to use a mutual toy like a double-ended vibrator. 
sit on your partner's lap and have each of y'all take an end and stick it in an orifice. <laughs> oh no, don't say those words. Maybe a bad click combo, an anal-anal mix, whatever you want. <laughs> I don't like the word orifice. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, <laughs> back to the topic at hand. <laughs> Smelling things and eating things. Oh, wait. Is that why oysters... Okay. I just found an uh, article in Vogue. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a brief history of aphrodisiacs. And it's talking about how you know how Aphro- Aphrodite was like born from a clam or whatever. Is that why? That's what I'm saying. So that's... And I, they're saying that's why seafoods are like seen as aphrodisiacs because she like came from a clam. Because bitch came out of a clam. Yeah. Huh. What the heck? Herbs and spices like basil, mint, cinnamon, cardamom, ginger, pepper, saffron, and vanilla were forbidden during medieval times because they were often used in love potions. These bitches hate a witch. They really do. I'm learning more about horny goat weed. Hold okay. on. Let me tell you some alternate Oh my names. god, this article has recipes for love potions. Just oh, kidding. It's tuna avocado tartar with caviar. <laughs> it's they're just making that's just a, they took as many quote unquote aphrodisiacs as possible and said, let me make a dinner. That's disturbing. Absinthe. Horrible. No. Okay. Not absinthe. Sorry. Continue. Epimedium, also known as yin yang huo, which is the name in Chinese. Baron wart. <laughs> Ew. Bishop's hat. Sexy. Fairy wings. Or horny goat weed. <laughs> okay, why don't we call it, like, why did we go for that one? There's cuter names. Horny goat weed is funny. Yeah, but, uh oh, fairy wings. Cute. Wow, there's a lot of science about plants. Yeah, it's whole a whole field of study. Taxonomy. That is a whole thing people say. No, but just like in this Wikipedia article, a large oh, part of it is, wow, propagation. <laughs> wow, you could just grow it yourself. You know, they're evergreen hardy perennials. Great. They can also be decidu- deciduous hardy perennials. <laughs> so happy for them. There's literally one line about it being an aphrodisiac in this article, and the rest of it is like science. I love that for them. Disgusting. I hate science. Ambrian is found in the gut of sperm whales. It is commonly used in Arab cultures as relief medication for headaches or as performance enhancer. The chemical structure of Ambrian has shown to increase testosterone levels triggering sexual desire and sexual behavior in animal studies only. Further research is needed to know the effects on humans. You know what probably has a different effect? Ambien. Okay, that's probably very true. Bufotainin is found on the skin and glands of bufo toads. It is commonly mm. used in West Indian and Chinese cultures. West Indian and Chinese? Those aren't next to each other. Okay. Well, <laughs> maybe they don't have it in East India. West Indian cultures use it as an aphrodisiac called love stone. Ch- Chinese cultures use bufotainin as a heart medication called chansu. Research shows it can have a negative effect on heart rate. Interesting how how one culture was like aphrodisiac and the other one was like heart medication. Yeah, those seem opposite. (laughs) I just think it's wild that 
going back to the ancient times, people were still obsessed with aphrodisiacs. Like, people have been so obsessed with sex drive for so long. There's a whole Wikipedia page that's called Cannabis and Sex. Okay. The orbitofrontal cortex and hippocampus help with the formation of new memories, and the cannabinoid receptors are found in these areas as well. Okay. Now I'm learning about weed. Such a big learning day. <laughs> Honestly, so much. Okay. Well, do we think we've hit our limit? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else there is to learn. I just think it's very, like, reading about the history of, like, oh, people were, like, obviously in the ancient times they did not maybe have the medicine to understand, like, why impotence is a thing or, like, why it's hard for some women to get, like, sexual pleasure, like, those kind of things. And so you're like, oh, it's a witch. Like, sure, that's, like, just how they explained things back then. And so then, of course, you would Mm -hmm. come up with something like an aphrodisiac. It's just, it's not surprising to me. It's just so disappointing to me, I suppose, that they are still such like prevalent things in today's culture. Yeah. And like some, some of these things have been used for millennia. Yeah. Yeah. And like, no one, I don't know. Like, I feel like my entire life I've heard things like, oh, oysters is an aphrodisiac. Like it's in pop culture. It's in TV shows. And it's I've never heard that in my life, but- Maybe we live in different worlds. (laughs) Yeah, perhaps. And it's like, what are we, like, why? (laughs) I get, get, like, sex sells and shit, but, like, good God, y'all. It also seems interesting to me because the, some of them were gendered. um, Yeah. And the female ones was about, like, libido and, like, wanting sex. And the male ones were more about making this sex work better. Yeah, well, because you just assume that all men yeah. want sex, that clearly if there was a sex issue, it would just be like a physical yeah. one. And that some women don't want sex enough, so we need to make them want it more, mm-hmm. you know? <sighs> well, I did see one of the articles I was skimming about history was talking about how uh, in old times, uh, I think some like certain religions especially or certain cultures thought that like a woman had to get pleasure in order for a Mm -hmm. baby to be made or there was some dutch guy that was like i don't think the woman has to have pleasure for the baby to be made but if she doesn't the baby's gonna come out lazy and stupid (laughs) so uh i guess so i guess they were just very interested in women having high libidos because they were like that's the only way a baby will be made Oh my goodness! There was or one they'll just that be I, stupid. There's one that I've I don't know where it went. Oh, uh, here it is. Let me let me just read this whole paragraph from the Wikipedia page because it's interesting. Ancient civilizations like Chinese, Indian, Egyptian, Roman, and Greek cultures believed that certain substances could provide the key to improving sexual desire, sexual pleasure, and or sexual behavior. This was important because some men suffered from erectile dysfunction and could not reproduce. Men who were unable to impregnate their wives and father large families were seen as failures, whereas those who could were respected. Hence, a stimulant was needed. Others who did not suffer from this also desired performance enhancers. Regardless of their usage, these substances gained popularity and began to be documented with information being passed on generations. New cultures wrote poems dated back to around 2000 to 1000 BC that spoke of performance enhancers, ingredients, and usage tips. Chinese cultures wrote texts dated back to 2697 to 2595 BC. Roman and Chinese cultures 
documented their belief in aphrodisiac qualities in animal genitalia, while Egyptian wrote tips for treating erectile dysfunction. This is the interesting part. Dimi. In post-classical West Africa, a volume titled Advising Men on Sexual Engagement with Their Women from the Timbuktu Manuscripts acted as a guide on aphrodisiacs and infertility remedies. It offered advice to men on, quote, winning back, unquote, their wives. According to Hammer, at a time when women's sexuality was barely acknowledged in the West, the manuscript, the kind of bedek, I don't Baedeker? Baedeker? To orgasm. Offer tips for maximizing sexual pleasure on both sides. Which is interesting. Yeah, that's uh, revolutionary. But also, like, winning back their wives. Who took them? Yeah, that's that's weird. That's... Did they not feel like having sex with you? Is that what it was? Yeah, the, all, collectively all of the women were like, nah. Eh. Good, actually. All right. Well... We've talked about it. Yep. Did we get anything out of it? I don't know. Mm. You know, we did. We did. And what we got was the the phrase horny goat weed. <laughs> that's true. And that's very important to me. That's all we need. What's our poll for this week? Oh, man. Would you try horny goat weed? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, part of me wants to be like, do you think there's any truth behind aphrodisiacs? But I, I almost feel like we'll get almost everyone saying no. Yeah, I mean, we but maybe really just... maybe we'll be surprised. Yeah, well, you can ask it. We'll see. Okay, tell us, world. Great, Kayla. What is your beef and your juice this week? Mm, my beef is that I've just been very sleepy this week. I just you ever have a week Sluffy where you're girl. so tired? Sleepy. That's, I'm just so sleepy. Uh, but my juice is that I finally got to schedule my first visit, my first like appointment for my neuropsychological testing. <gasps> so we can see if I'll get a hot new diagnosis. So spicy and fun. Very exciting. They said like the actual test, like it'll be a while because I have to do this appointment and then there'll be like the actual testing one and the testing is yeah. going to take like hours, like all day. Nice. Yeah. I get to talk about myself and take tests about myself all day. Yeah. My beef and my juice is I don't know. And then my juice and my beef is I don't know. And then... My beef is that I don't have any food, but I'm about to leave town for like more than a week. And so I, there's, I, why would I buy more food? It's very true. My juice is, I'm not out of cherry Coke. Ugh, I am out of Parmesan cheese though. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Uh, All I eat is noodles. <laughs> no. Uh, you can tell us about your beef, your juice, your thought on aphrodisiacs and or oysters on our social media at SoundsFakePod. Uh, we also have Patreon, patreon.com slash SoundsFakePod. Uh, if you become a patron, you can get a one day early access to these podcasts if for some reason you want that. We have a new $2 patron. It is Emma Friese. I don't know. Your your money was in dollars, US dollars. And so that's probably not how you pronounce your last name. But that is how you're supposed to pronounce your last name. Wow. I'm me. You tell I'm them. telling you that that's how you're supposed to pronounce your last name. Me, a person who's not even a native German speaker. Wow. Get 
got. Anyway, thank you, Emma. Yeah, thank you. Sorry about your name, I guess. <laughs> Sorry about me, mostly. Um, yeah. Our $5 patrons who are promoting, who we are promoting this week are Jacob Weber, Jennifer Smart, Jessica Shea, Jolly Lisbert, and Julianne. Our $10 patrons who are promoting something this week are Cinnamon Toast Punch, who would like to promote Rainy Walks with Friends and Splashing and Puddles, David J, who would like to promote Emergent Strategy by Adrian Marie Brown, David Nurse, who would like to promote, um, I just, I think Metro Systems are good. I like them. Uh, Derek and Carissa, who would like to promote The Farm Upstate, where Melody the Hamster is continuing to scheme to overthrow heteronormativity and summoning a legion of other animals up on the farm to help with the cause. Great work, Melody. Always always doing good. I miss with Melody that already. I miss Melody already. Melody died like three months ago. Don't say that on the podcast. Melody is a very good Melody. Anyway, our, our other $10 patrons are Arcanist Allison. Uh, Allison told me uh, what they want to promote, so I will tell you. Um... Art in Grey by Ray Stuve. It's a coming-of-age YA book, and the main character is an ace lesbian, and her best friend is a trans mask. And Allison read the entire book in one day, a trigger warning for abuse and some ace phobia, but it handles the topics well, and it doesn't feel like trauma porn, which is good. Wow. Uh, So check that out, maybe. Art in Grey by Ray Stuve. Stove. Stovey. Stove. Stuve. R.E.K. Benjamin Ibarra Cass. El Better, my Aunt Jeannie, Maggie Capello, Martin, Giselle, Maddie, Potato, Purple Haze, Rosie Costello, Barefoot Backpacker, Song Store, and the Steve Zirkel Tao. Our $15 patrons are Andrew Helm, who likes to promote the Invisible Spectrum podcast, Click for Caroline, who likes to promote Ace of Hearts, Tia Chappelle, who likes twitch.tv slash Melody Dia, Actor Mario, who likes to promote friends that are supportive, constructive, and happy, goes a better person, John. John. Oh, John. <laughs> I don't think you answered me. John. Uh, Cassie Arute, who would like to promote the people who come into your life just for a small time, but we need Nathaniel White, who would like to promote Nathaniel J. White Design.com, Kayla Zantina, who would like to promote Kate Maggart, Art.com, and Sarah Jones, who is at Eternal Lolly Everywhere. Our $20 patrons are Sabrina Hawk, Merry Christmas from your parents, and Dragonfly, who would like to promote. I thought of something about 30 seconds ago and I already forgot it. Oh, no. Dragonfly, who would like to promote. Me going to bed. Dragonfly, who would like to promote, it was conceptual. (laughs) Isn't it always? (laughs) Jesus, Dragonfly would like to promote remembering what you You know what my juice is? What? I'm going to see you. That's true. I'm going to punch your face. Oh, okay. With with what? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. With a fist? Let's just say. Oh. I have a gift for you. Oh, I don't have a gift for you. You don't have to have a gift for me. No, I feel obligated. No, don't get me a gift. What no, if I, I hate have it? To. That would be embarrassing. <laughs> I'm going to make sure I'm going to get something you would hate. I'll, I'll punch you with it. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Dragonfly would like to remote. Punching your neighborhood co-host with the nearest object. Thanks for listening. Tune in next Sunday for more rest in your ears, and we will be together and punching each other live on the podcast. Yeah, it'll just be punching sounds over and over again. No talking. Yep. Uh, 
Hey, bye. You can't just... No, the cows, he, Kayla. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, I know, but you, like, you can't... You just started saying other stuff in the middle, and it, like, threw off the flow. Are we not supposed to take good care of our cows? I remember what dragonflies would like to promote. Dragonfly <laughs> would like to promote not having to um, edit the podcast right away after recording the podcast, but except today, uh, dragonfly hypothetically has to. And until then, take good care of your cows. <laughs>